This is Shift Run Stop, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews. We're lucky enough to have with us today the internet's MJ Hibbert. Hello, Mark. Hello, hello. Good afternoon. Welcome. We're outside today in a park sitting next to an elephant. MJ Hibbert isn't an elephant. No. It's just a man. No, otherwise we'd be sat next to two elephants. Between two. <laughs> Mark Hibbert, you are probably best known to our listeners for your hit Hey Hey 16K. I, I, would, I would think so, yes. Which is awesome. Um, how, have you, have you, do you always get asked to sing that all the time? People do ask me about it quite often still, which is lovely because it's like, um, now it feels like real olden times of the interweb. Because it was, it, was, it was like what it was, I think that's fair to say, it was like one of the first virals that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it wasn't on YouTube before we even had a name for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, I was ringing my mum and going, because like the first week there was apparently a million people downloaded. I was going, yeah. mum, there's been this thing on the internet where people have passed it on to other people and then they've liked it and then she's going what were you talking about I mean now even my mother knows what a viral thing is but then so but so so what yeah so what I'm saying is in that long winded way I don't really no I love it it's fantastic I think I think it's brilliant it's, and it's lovely because I meet people all the time more, I get emails from people all over the world who've, who've listened to it and um, it has spoken to them for anyone who hasn't heard it uh, would you would you play Hey Hey 16K for us would yes you, I, I see will. you've got a guitar in your uh, lap yes I have yeah. I may get it wrong because the terrible thing is this is a song I've played more than any other song ever oh, yeah. I still so, you, you remember doing a gig I'll be playing this song and I think I, I get to my point of the song and think like, I haven't gotten this wrong yet and they go oh, <laughs> but uh, yes right we bought it to help with your homework. Told you. We bought it to help with your homework and the household accounts. If your dad ever works it all out, lunchtime's in the library, writing down the pokes and beats, copying an access code. Get a taste for home taping. Finish your stop map making. Rotten leaves and rubber keys, running, running, loading screens, and five minutes, fingers crossed, hoping not to witness the terror of our tape loading error. We bought it to help with your homework. We bought it to help with your homework and the household accounts. If your dad ever works it all out. ZX Spectrum 81, Dragon Vic and Norrit 1, Commodore 64, Amsterdam and an Acorn Electron, cheaper BBC Micro. Jessa, Willy, Cyberwolf, Laws of Midnight Underworld, Dosser, Transamant Attack, and of course Manic Minor. The Hobbit and Mike Law and Elite. It made a generation who can code a bubble before proper consoles. Who all know that the games you get today. Well, they might be very flash, but they'll never beat the thrill of getting through jetpack. Oh, hey, hey, 16K, what does that get you today? You need more than that for a letter. Old school ramp packs are much better. Personal computer games, you'll see players 16K, Kems and Competition, Pro Crush and Cursor Keys and go to Dixons. And by the Saturday stuff with loops that don't end. We bought it to help with your homework. We bought it to help with your homework and the household accounts if your dad ever works it all out. Oh, hey, hey, 16K, what does that get you today? You need more than that for a letter. Old school ram packs are much better. Hey, hey, 16K, what does that get you today? You need more than that for a letter. Old school ram packs are much better.
Fantastic. There's only one chorus in it. That's a, like it's an unconventional, unconventional song structure. Yes. That's what. That's that's why when we did the Flash version, uh, Rob uh, from B2 did it, cut the song to bits. <laughs> and it's a, a lot na- more chorus. Uh, well, he just got a lot, a lot less verse. Right. Really. So now when I do it live, I sometimes I've done gigs. Sometimes people say, oh, "I'm your biggest fan," and they say, "Yeah," and they sing along with it. And go, oh, I don't actually own any songs you've ever recorded or anything. I just know that. And it's like going, "I have got slightly bigger fans, <laughs> not much bigger." Fans who have actually bought albums. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. But you you were working in IT. Yes. And then yeah. and, the, and how long had you been writing songs? Well, ever since always 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 been writing songs. I mean, I, I joined, my my first band I was in was when I was twelve. Uh, we were called the Masters of Nothing and we performed walking around the school playground. We, we sang a song about an archery we went on where our teacher got really drunk. Right. So we made up a song about it and we walked around the playground singing it and people followed us. And that was like, you know, it's one of my biggest gigs I've had up to this day, really, having five children follow me. Like a minstrel, like a wandering <laughs> like, minstrel. Like, like a troop of wandering minstrels, we were, like a troop we were. But yeah, but ever since then, always, always been bands because it's been a band, it's brilliant. And especially the older you get... Uh, you know, quite old now. I mean, the older you get, the more fun it becomes because you get better at doing it. I mean, I don't mean you get better at writing songs or performing. You get better at knowing when to stop drinking and when to stop drinking and where the chip shops are and things like that and getting there. And it's brilliant. It's, I mean, it's fantastic fun for us now because the band I'm in now, we've been in like uh, for 10, 10 or 12 years, the band's been going now. So it's just lovely because we don't, if we, we do argue, but if we, if we argue, it's about something stupid. Like we, went, we, just, we just finished, we went on tour to Germany last year and we had an argument about uh, what songs we were going to play, but also we had to share a big bed between all of us and who was going to sleep and watch in the bed and all that sort of thing. But because we've been in a band together for so long, it doesn't really matter and it's lovely. And so, yes, I'll never stop being in a band. And was Hey Hey 16K uh, a, a change for you? Was it the first uh, properly geeky song no. uh, that you've written on? Were they all geeky <laughs> from the outset? Well, they, well they, they, they sort of were and they weren't because I think. Tasty's case on our first album, uh, which is called "Say It with Words," is what it's called, uh, which came out again about eleven years ago now. But before then, I've been in bands for years and years and years, and I've done lots of tapes and things. And I sort of had an epiphany uh, two years before then because I was always trying to write songs like other people write songs, and like I'm just being rubbish at it because I can't really sing properly. I can't do the proper singing that you need to be able to do that sort of song, and I can't carry off that sort. Of, if you look at me, you wouldn't go, "Oh, there's somebody rat within a turmoil and or has done lots of." sexing and stuff <laughs> you, it's, which is I think quite essential for being a proper lead singer but I've been trying to this and like, I'm just failing really really badly and eventually I say about two years before we did Hey Exist in K I thought well I sod that I'm going to actually just sit down and write some songs about things that I'm bothered about and then suddenly a huge wave of songs about comics and you know, being in a band uh, being in a shit band uh, computers and all that, that all sort of starts to come out and that's sort of been the way it's gone uh, ever since then really. but yes it was. It was, it was it was a beautiful thing for me because I suddenly started writing songs about things I cared about and it wasn't like suddenly it wasn't like being in the Doors film or something it wasn't like record companies came banging on my door but I started having much more fun doing it and lovely things happened after that like the Hey 16 k and all that sort of stuff one of my questions was going to be are you uh, the UK's Jonathan Coulton and then I was going to say well is, is Jonathan Coulton actually America's you and then I was going to say but um, but the thing about Jonathan Coulton is He's he's a bit too like show busy looking to be. Do you know what I mean? Like when yeah. I like that you're doing geeky songs and you don't necessarily seem like you're a big star. You know what I mean? Like it's much more like believable. Whereas Jonathan Gordon, you kind of think, well, you can do a song about um, being a nerdy programmer, but I don't. 
bleak because he's kind of I don't know he's well, like he, he's he, tall he, and glamorous and like he looks like a rock god doesn't yeah he? It's, no offence you know <laughs> 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 whereas you look like shit no, <laughs> no. no I know what you mean I don't mean and also I think there's some people like that who like um I think the different. I don't want to say he's American or I'm Britain. So I would say he's probably the um, international rock mm. that thing, and I'm the indie uh-huh. that oh, thing. That's yeah. that's that's how I put it. Because I say because it's nice. I mean, especially these days, it's really lovely because you can do this sort of. I mean, I have just come from work, mm. and like I, I work as a database programmer, and it's like it's something I quite enjoy. Yeah, well, it's going, I'm going crazy. But I mean, I think the nice thing is, that, especially in the last ten years, you can do things like this. There are people like me sort of beetling around, having fun, doing stuff they want to do. And you don't actually need to have a record contract or anything mm. to do. You do need to have a job because it costs loads of money. <laughs> but um, you don't need to have any any of that sort of thing. And you can do things on the internet and watch stuff like this. So, yes, that was quite good. I like that. Indie. Yes, corporate. Yes. Indie, yeah. Jonathan Cole. In the last couple of days, we've had some of the nicest weather. Uh, that the, the British Isles has experienced in years. Well, certainly months. Yeah, it's been very, um, it's been very seasonal actually. It's yeah. been unusually normal, which is great. <laughs> unusually <laughs> correct for the time yeah, of year. Exactly. We're not used to it. And you've been to the beach, Leila. Been to the seaside. I went to South End, which is um, South End on Sea. Where, where's that? It's uh, Essex, I believe, and it's the nearest seaside to where I live. Okay. So I we went there. Um, and yeah, and South End um, is credited in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's famous. For being referenced, <laughs> say credited, like it's. <laughs> Does uh, it have a plaque? Does it? Uh, like, so should do. South End, uh, the fictional home of. Is it a home no, of it's not, no, no. prefect or something? It's not like? the home of it. Well, it might be, but um, the reference is uh, when they when they boot up the infinite improbability drive on the Heart of Gold. Oh, yeah. um, there's a bit where they sort of see the see a British sea view, and it's and except the difference is that the sea is staying very still and the buildings are washing up and down Ooh. and I think Arthur says oh it's just like the seafront at South End and when we went the sea was staying very still because it was about five miles out so we couldn't actually go in the sea um, <laughs> but it was still not and it's got the longest pier in the Europe or the world or something I didn't it's know got that. a pier and you have to get on a train to go down the pier so South <laughs> because End because the beach goes out for miles a, and miles is, is, well yeah maybe that's why um I don't know, maybe they just wanted to have the longest pier and so, I don't, I don't know what the story is maybe a listener will be able to fill us in maybe a train-loving listener will know about the train that goes down the pier on South End I, I, I like the idea that it's, um, you know the, the, there was a constant competition, like, it's like having the tallest skyscraper, yeah. and if someone else comes up with a slightly longer pier then you can just put an extra like couple <laughs> of metres on the end yeah. so yeah, we just have a plank, track. we just have a kind of viewing platform that yeah. extends out in the form of this plank Anyway, so what did you, what did you bring back to the Well, I tried to get some candy floss, but they only had like massive bags, and I thought, well, that's too much candy floss. Um, but I did bring a rum and raisin fudge, which was made at least in Essex, if not in it's raining Romford, uh, which is real Essex, not like the seaside Essex that I went to. And I also brought two sticks of rock, um, a black and white one, and a sort of a harlequin multicolored stripy wow. exciting one. So um, with the, with a view to giving you one each, I suppose. Oh, um, you're so kind. I don't, I don't know if it's really worth doing it tasting on rock but maybe they taste different you can see what you think well I expect one of them is minty and one of them is fruity well, what, oh, what, what, what are the words on them theory do, 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 they, do, they, do they say it South End on Sea it, it does say it. South End on Sea oh, it's not real if it doesn't well, Dave seems to have claimed the coloured ones so oh sorry well, well, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be more than happy to share and, and break <laughs> bits off I'm sorry Lilo I've just gone into autopilot <laughs> you like a put food in front of him he breaks it apart and it does say South End on Sea but like you know we could 
Let's have a look oh, at this, this one. Oh, this is quite fruity. Is it? Hmm? I bet this one's minty. Is it going to hurt my teeth? Yeah. Oh. And the black and white one is minty. Mm. And very tasty. Um, yeah, I can't eat this. It's, mm-hmm. too, it's all sticking to my teeth and uh, it's not, I can't get any purchase on it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> well, I'm enjoying it. This is why I don't, haven't had rock since I was six. But yeah, it's, um, but rock is all, you always expect it to be really hard and actually it's really chewy. Mm. Is that true? Yeah. Have you ever had Edinburgh rock? Mm. I love that. Probably. What, what, what's that about? It's right? weird, isn't it? Mm. What's weird about it? Talk us through it. It's more like a crumble <laughs> mint, but not minty. It's kind of fruit flavoured. Um, oh, I know like what you a, mean. Like a honeycomb, I have but had it. soft. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's nice. How would you describe that as a yeah. confection? It's like a sort of a, it is an like airy rock, isn't it? Honeycomb. I like it. Crumbly than I haven't chew. had it for a long time, though. Mm. I'm glad you're doing the talking because my jaws are starting to get that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's that South End on Sea rock for they you. They also had they also had um, pebbles that were actually sweets. Well, they, they sound they, they sound were. risky. Yeah, and they oh, were Oh, that's a seaside classic. They're great. Yeah. And they and again, like Cadbury's cream eggs, they're the perfect mimetic inter- uh, like, uh, imitation uh-huh. yeah. of the natural form. These are called rock, but they're nothing like rock. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. See? Yeah, they're oh. a misnomer. <laughs> Dave's got a tooth issue. Um, I think the... Yeah, um, I can understand how making a chocolate egg that is the shape of an egg makes mm. sense. Mm-hmm. But making sweets that are the shape of a pebble just feels like you're teaching children bad habits no it's hilarious I, I assume if you have like um, toddlers or whatever you can then start giving them you can then mix in real pebbles <laughs> to, <save money. laughs> to economise <laughs> and, uh, and they'll, they'll be sucking them for ages they'll go, oh. and really little children you get uh, like a, you get a get out of jail free card with their teeth yeah, because even go, if yeah. they do break all their yeah. teeth, they're going to get another set. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not advocating feeding children pebbles. <laughs> uh, like uh, you know, the uh, the seagull, uh, seagulls eat gravel, I think, to aid their digestion. Mm. But like that's never caught on with humans. Inexplicable. Uh, they've got different sorts of guts or something. <laughs> Let's not rule it out. <laughs> like uh, maybe that's what the appendix is for. Maybe mm. that's the gravel hole. The third thing that I bought is uh, rum and raisin fudge. It says, which was made apparently oh, in nice. Essex. So um... I like fudge. It's nice. And this is quite a good example of fudge, I think. It's right. Not too sweet. It's got, it's got raisins in. Unlike some of those flapjacks you buy that only have, like, one raisin in. Yeah. It's not overpoweringly rummy. No, but there is a slight tint, tint of rum. The other thing that inadvertently we, um, we discovered <laughs> <laughs> like, around, around, the, uh, around the radio rally room were the... Were, and, there's very little evidence of these online. I think these could be these could be exclusive. There's very little evidence of them in this bag either. <laughs> well, <laughs> the bag is completely empty. I was going to say that, Ru. They're called Starburst Tongue Tangles. They look delicious. And from the um, the, there, are, there, are th- there are three flavours available. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, we only saved you one of them. Oh, well, that's and, very nice. Of you. And, and, and I'm using the expression "saved you one of them" <laughs> rather than found one at the bottom of my rucksack that we, that we neglected to eat. Shall I, shall I, I'll, I'll, I'll unwrap it Well, is there a you. danger that you'll eat it as well? <laughs> no, oh, oh, it look, looks irresistible. And like, there are... There are, there are something you put in a washing machine. There are, yeah, there are three flavours. What you've got here is blueberry. That's one of the better ones. Blueberry, no, with, a, blueberry with a lemon centre. And uh, I'm going to ask you to imagine what's banana banana with a mango centre <laughs> oh, and apricot and che- with a cherry centre would have been like. He's squeezing the middle out like you're squeezing some disgusting Oh, milk. God. This is lovely. <laughs> it's all yours. It's appetising when you it's really good. You like it? Mm. I love that lemon centre. Anyway, so that's Starburst Tongue Tangles. Look out for them. Sweet chews, sour ooze Very is, nice. uh, is the catchphrase 
that we'll all be uh, uttering. And in case you want to... Um, <laughs> For years to come. So, um, tell us about Edinburgh. Uh, are, you, are you going this year? Yes, yes, we're definitely going again this year. We're, we're, we're doing our first preview tomorrow night. Oh, where are you doing that? Uh, it's at The Lamb, which is on Lamb Conduit Street. It's a night that I run called Totally Acoustic, which we do every five or six weeks, where people sit and play uh, Totally Acoustic, really. So we've had all sorts of people play sort of like this, but uh, inside. Yeah. Uh, and but yeah, so we're doing the show there. It's called Dinosaur Planet. It's uh, I did it last year as a sort of stand-up sort of monologue thing. It's a, it was the sort of the story of an invasion of dinosaurs, uh, well, the return of dinosaurs to Earth, and what happens there, and misunderstandings that occur, uh, the inevitable team up to fight a great foe. And so, but we're doing it this year as um, a, a full cast rock opera. There's two of us. Uh, doing it this year, and so we're playing all the parts between the two of us. We're doing all the songs, and it is a proper musical wow. this year. The, I mean, the weird thing about it is that I wrote it last year, and huge chunks of it have now come true because a large part of it is about um, well, spoilers, but a large part of it is about uh, there's a giant robots arrive halfway through, and the oh, humans. That came true. Well, yeah, well, when that, I mean, when that happens, instead, why terrible. you say that? I mean, I, I touch wood if I was you, because the because when the giant robots arrive, a the humans and the dinosaurs, are two historical enemies who have never got on, and you never thought would have worked together, have to form a coalition. <laughs> and secondly, they beat the giant robots. The way and I, say, I wrote this over a year ago, the giant robots, the huge machinery, is beaten by volcanic ash. Oh, wow! Amazing. So you say there hasn't been an invasion of robots, but it's only a matter of time, yeah. I think, before that occurs. Oh, we've got to stop you writing these. Exactly. Things. Exactly, exactly. You're, you're not just like the Jonathan Coulton of, of the indie UK scene, you're also like the Nostradamus of the guitar scene. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, Jonathan Coulton can't do that, can he? So are you doing any more previews before Edinburgh? Because obviously the one that you do tomorrow will be in the past yes, and yes, inaccessible to uh, time travellers. Uh, yes, we are. We're doing previews in Sheffield, hopefully around the start of July, but we're not booked there yet. We're doing one in Brighton on the 28th of July. Uh, we're playing uh, just the songs in Croydon uh, next Tuesday, which is the 1st of June. Um, and they're hopefully we're going to be doing one in Lewisham as well. Uh, and then we'll say we're doing the Camden Fringe when we get back from Edinburgh on the 21st and 22nd. Because we're just in Edinburgh for the first week and a half when it's going on. And then... Of August. Yes. Yes. And where will you be playing in Edinburgh? It's the GRV, it's called, is a venue. Uh, we're playing as part of the £5 Fringe, and it's sort of their main venue. So it's, I think it's a small room that takes 40 people if you put chairs in to fill it out a bit so it doesn't look too empty. So, yes, yeah, so I'm there for the first, first 10 days. Excellent. We're going up for that. Which should be great, which is the longest we've had. We've, we've done it for a week. We've been two years beforehand and done a week. But it's going to be our longest one. But it was great because last year, um, because it's like it's quite. There's a lot of moving about and dancing and shouting, and because I come from Peterborough, which is flat. So when I get to Edinburgh, which really isn't flat, um, I actually spent uh, I spent a week and a half there last year eating curry at least once a day and usually more than that, <laughs> drinking all day every day, and I lost weight. It's fantastic. Walking up and down the hills all the time. I think it was eating the curry, but maybe. <laughs> Do you have to go to a training camp at altitude before you go to Edinburgh? Well, I, I, honestly, I mean, the, well, you see, I, I always joke about it, but it is true. I do get giddy, <laughs> I, like even like even just walking upstairs in place because it is a front piece where it is flat. I think there's a song in this. To be honest, oh, yeah, yeah, there, is, there is, there is. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is the, the terrible thing is there is. So everything I'm say something, I go, I, I have got a song about that. <laughs> All your rants come pre-prepared. They, they, they do, they do. Come Three chords. Hello, I'm Mike. I run a website with Mad Electronic Stuff, and I also 
make a living making mad sort of lighting installations and things like that. So we're at um, Stockwood Park near Luton, uh, the Dunstable Downs um, annual uh, amateur radio car boot sale. Um, acres of electronic junk as far as you can see. Um, most of it actually is real absolute junk that should have really just gone straight straight into landfill. What's your website called? Uh, Mike's Electric Stuff, electricstuff.co.uk. I mean, this is one of the last remaining fairly good sort of radio rally type things. The, the internet and the general decline of hobby electronics has sort of gradually killed them off over the years. But because this is like a boot sale type thing, you get people get, you know, clearing out all their junk so you can get bargains. I, I typically go home with like a car boot full of stuff in a good year, but I've only got about two rucksacks all this year. Do you sometimes turn up with a shopping list? Because like, we're like, we were wandering around going, oh, there's not, not a lot of sort of retro, get a lot of retro computers and um, well, I've seen uh, a, a couple consoles. of old BBCs and an Acorn A3000 here so you do do see them occasionally but um no I and mean, you can't come to something like this with a shopping list you can have like a vague idea but yeah it's so random you know you just don't know what's going to be there are there any projects in particular that you're working on at the moment um yeah well, well not not really the sort of things i'm working on now are more sort of high tech you know stupidly high resolution led displays and so on so i wouldn't even expect to find anything here except maybe insanely large power supplies to run them mm. but uh no it's a lot of it's just things like tools and components stock and whatever happens to show up really are there more events to look uh, look forward to during the season well i mean there used to be a pro- yeah, pretty much um during the summer there's usually one, one every couple of weeks somewhere in the country the problem is a lot of them have dwindled and died because you know maybe 10 years ago literally there'd be something every two weeks somewhere in the country throughout the whole summer and some of the winter but you know some of them are like just hanging on and a lot of them have just died due to lack of interest well, and you, and you mentioned earlier the um, the decline in in home electronics. What, what's what's behind that? Who do you blame? Well, it's a number of things. Um, one is things like you know playstations and all this sort of modern nonsense, and uh, <laughs> but also just things like you know it's no longer cheaper to make stuff than buy it, and stuff's a lot harder to take apart and tinker with, and you know. So th- th- that I think that's there's a bit of a resurgence in the whole make magazine maker type thing, but that's a slightly different sort of vibe than literally just buying components making things that type of thing there doesn't seem to be much crossover between that kind of Arduino generation yeah. and and what we're seeing here which this is, is a, which is more a, sort of radio hands it's, yeah. it's an aging population absolutely yes that, that's the other you know there's a certain amount of, sort of natural wastage in this sort of area so have you ever exhibited here have you, have you ever uh, I used before before the days of eBay about once a year I used to take a stall not at this one but at some other ones just to get rid of my various accumulations of junk but eBay has pretty much replaced that function yeah yeah my name is dave uh call sign g4fki and i'm based in Amptill, which is about 10 miles from here so i'm not too far I'm, I'm quite local some guys come all the way from south nine to come here and across from holland and places like that so i'm actually quite local but it's, it's actually organized by dunstable downs radio club it has been for the last 20 plus years it's a very good event and as soon as you're selling some maps here, have you got, um, I don't know, how did you come by so many? Oh, I've just had a, a big clear out of my garage recently, and some of the maps mm-hmm. are in pound shillings and pence rather than, uh, so they don't show the M25, for example. Unfortunately, when you just bought, probably <laughs> hasn't got the motorway on it, but unfortunately, that's the name of the game. That's fantastic. Um, and the, what are all these PCBs in here? Uh, these are all out of old radios, out of two-way radios, that just old uh, scrap. From, uh, Fantastic. And what, what's the going rate for the inside of... Uh, oh, probably about 25, 30p. Oh, yeah. right. Just for spare parts, so... <laughs>
Well, good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a shame with the analog telly because you couldn't like. Can you? you well, I mean that, that works. That works perfectly right. There's the ones down there. So does the video recorders. They all work fine. But nobody wants one. You are they're old technology, aren't they? It's still got a composite input. People can. But put people, a, yeah, but they're too big and clunky for the average teenage bedroom, aren't they? Oh, people want flat nice. screen. You see with HD now. So. And they're so cheap now as well. Yeah, you can, can get in Tesco's and buy one <laughs> yeah. for be seventy quid. There must be a fun hack you can do on a telly, though. There must be some. Oh yeah, well you see, if hacks. if you were trying to encourage someone to buy to buy an old CRT telly, what what what, what would you do? Some components in it. You could get some uh, of the maybe, out. but there's probably hundreds and hundreds here actually. So you'd have a job if you could find a way to do that. Let me know. So. <laughs> well, I think yeah, I think you, 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 you can turn them into oscilloscopes if you can you can like oh. I mean obviously this is not this is not advised for people because <laughs> it's very high 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 voltage. Uh, a, 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 no, a, not, across the back not but. recommended for the average teenager you know, they might electrocute themselves and I don't think it's not a good idea really, so. when, when we first sat down here you uh, sat down next to a pile of books that I got free at a car boot sale <laughs> yesterday <laughs> a and, radio um, rally yeah sorry uh, Dave correct me it's a radio rally not a car boot sale <laughs> Um, and yes, yeah, some, some bloke was keen to give me all these for free. So um, I've got some uh, some Sinclair Spectrum tapes and stuff, and a thing called Make a Chip, which is a, te- a <laughs> which is a, a tape of the Spectrum in a lovely cardboard box that says it teaches you the basic elements of circuit design. So I'm quite keen to try that out. Right. Well, as soon as we sat down, you said, oh, and you pointed at one of these tapes and said, that's the sound that um, I've sampled on the beginning of Hey Hey 16K. It's on one of these tapes, and I was just wondering which one it's, and it's, what story is there. And you've still got a Spectrum. Um, I have still got my Spectrum, yes. I haven't got any... Uh, the leads have disappeared over time. But no, it's this one. It's um, Sinclair's ZX Spectrum Chess. Uh, which sadly... Is, we, we, it wasn't one that I originally... I never had Sinclair's ZX Spectrum Chess because I was in... I, I'm crap at chess. Uh, but um, but I, I sort of... Um, but I did buy this one uh, about 15 years ago in a charity shop. The loading tone at the start of uh-huh. Sion Chess is a loading tone off one of the versions of Hey 16 k I think the internet. The original Amazing. internet version. We should try Isn't and that? sample this. <laughs> that, that, that very short blip of data is, 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 is a... Like, you see, the, the, the audience are backing up there. <laughs> yeah, the, the very short blip of data goes... Uh, is, um, has, has the file name and, um, and, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the data block size. So people have loaded stuff, this, yeah. presumably, into at least, at least into emulators before, off the back of your... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, this is it, because the people... It was when... Because when Hey 6 and Hey first came out as the world's first ever internet single... I don't care what anybody else says, it bloody was. Um, yes, and uh, Dave put it in his newsletter, Need to Know, which had an extraordinarily geeky, incredible people uh, used to read that. And so, of course, within seconds, they'd gone on to uh, upload and go, oh, I see it is chess, but you have not included the rest of the file. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot that bit. Yes, I met some delicious people through that. Which, which computers, obviously you had a Spectrum, did you have um, any collection of the other ones, or is it just that you remember them being because you list a, a load of old computers yes, in the yes. song don't you and, it, and it's really exciting because I think as far as I know it's the only song that includes the words Acorn Electron which is quite a personal <laughs> beautiful moment for me oh, um, understandable <laughs> really it, it wasn't a hit on the international light market that's no, the thing about the Electron and yeah no and, and according to that uh, Microman that was on again the other day um, killed, there's a, there's killed, a warehouse killed the company full of them <laughs> yeah there's yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, so did you did you only have a spectrum? No, we, I had a ZX81 first, right. uh, 1K. Then a ZX, then a ZX81 with a Ram pack. Uh-huh. Then Christmas. Yeah, much better. Old here. school Ram packs. Old school Ram packs. <laughs> yes. Well, they were terrible, terrible. <laughs> and then, then uh, we got a 60K spectrum for Christmas uh, when I, I passed out. So excited was I about getting that. Wow. And then we then I think for my birthday we upgraded to 48K, and that was my that was my long that was my the entirety of my life. 
in computers. But yes, but all the computers there, I mean, I, there was a bloke in my guesty in my school I'm still friends with, he had an Oric 1, and he's the only person I think in the country who ever did wow. have an Oric 1. Yeah. The, the arguments, and it, it was all stereotypical. Like, we knew some kids who had, were a little bit better off than us, they had a Commodore 64. Yeah. Um, all people had Commodore 64s were posh and middle class. Who's got a Commodore 64? I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although, and, uh, not when they were new, when they were cheaper. And, you had his, and at no point in this conversation, you said, ah, yes, but the sound capabilities were far superior. I'm, I'm amazed <laughs> that you haven't even managed to get that in yet. Because we went to this computing convention um, just after this HCCK, which was one of the strangest gigs. I, it was one of the strangest gigs I ever did in my life. Because uh, we sort of we turned up and it was like being Bono. Because I was walking through and I was going, it's him. <laughs> I, I was admittedly wearing a high season K t-shirt at the time to be fair um, and, and people singing and then we did the gig and it was this packed room about 400 basically 400 men uh, in this in this packed room we did Hay 16k and we, people were going mental and people were like drumming them down and cheering and hugging each other we then did six songs that were not directly relevant <laughs> to uh, computing to absolute stony silence oh, no. we were it. but to our credit we did win the audience back at the end because we did Hay 16k again vanilla ice doing ice ice baby it was, uh, it was, and, then, and then we and then we did this and then we, like, we, we went to the merchandising stand and we had to have two and pe- we had all these people coming like going like can I have my picture taken with you and I was going yes I thought I'm nothing if not a show off of course you can and like one guy came up and he like, took this thing out of his pocket and it was this little plastic case with a little piece of metal in it and it was like sealed plastic on a phone back and I was like do you know what that is and I was going like no I don't and he goes that is an original SID chip and I said, oh, and do you take that with you? Everybody you go. He went, yes, of course I do. And it, yes, it was it was a lot of things quite a lot. I mean, it was this thing. It's, it's geeky people. It's, people are so so lovely. And we're like stand by and like Emma, Emma from our band is a girl. And they were stand. They were, she was walking around with like these six foot exclusion zone around her because they were so nice but so nervously terrifying. That's that was. Uh, what what convention was it? Uh, it was ret- retrovision. Oh, it was yes. I played a couple of their events. Okay. All right. right, you ready? Yep. They had it easy in the Renaissance. They could invent new branches of science over lunch. But nowadays we work more incrementally. No one's naming any new elements after us. Cos we'll do a little bit, that's how we do research There's teams all around the world doing these little bits of work We only do a little bit, but it's always for the best Every great leap forward needs a lot of little steps And no, it isn't very glamorous We won't make a world-shattering breakthrough We might find an explanation for gravitic oscillation But I somehow doubt you'll see it on the news Cos we'll do a little bit, but it's a little bit of good And compared to working for a bank, that little bit's enough We only do a little bit, but when you put them in a pot All these little bits turn out to turn into a lot Like the movement of tectonic plates that slowly change the planet Or the tiny grains of sand that swallow cities Like the mountain moved by raindrops or the jungle moved by ants That's why your spreadsheet isn't finished 
Some people think that they can change the world all by themselves. But all of history's heroes had a little bit of help. Robin Hood had merry men, King Arthur had all of his knights. Even Batman had a butler to help him iron his tights. So if you do a little bit, don't be belittled by Those who do a lot of nothing, that's in any way worthwhile Let's all get on with our little bits and we'll take a little pride Knowing we are all a little bit of the future of mankind What are your influences, Mark? Who are the songwriters you admire? And uh, who would you like, if, <laughs> who would you like to be lumped in with in a kind of MySpace preferences? Uh, uh, that's two questions. But the people oh. I would like to, who I am and influenced with, and lumped in with, are Half Life Biscuit and Billy Bragg, obviously. But the person I uh, is the actual real influence is John Otway, um, who is. Um, criminally few not, not enough people if anybody's been to a festival will probably have seen John Otway at some point he was, he was he had a hit in 1979 I think and then played gigs off the back of that for 20 years wrote a book about all his failures got a bit famous again more people went to see him he got to the point where for his 50th birthday he asked for his fans to buy him another hit and he got to I think number 7 in the top t- I bought 9 copies of that single at that time uh, which is absolutely fantastic he's the most wonderful lovable fantastic inspiring singer-songwriter who like pass himself off as a joke uh, but he writes some of the best most touching fantastic songs and he gave me the best piece of advice I've ever had in my entire life and it is this um, the first time I ever saw him 20 years ago um, I, I, was, I, I saw him at the Princess Charlotte in Leicester and he was sitting around in the bar area rather than in the dress room and I went up to him as a callow youth and said John Otway why are you sitting down here amongst everybody else shouldn't you be upstairs in the dressing room and he said well, if I go and sit in the dressing room, I'll be sitting all on my own, drinking a beer. If I come and sit downstairs with everybody else, people come up to me, tell me I'm brilliant, and buy me a drink. <laughs> it's a something to live by, I think. Mark, thank you uh, for your time and for playing a little impromptu outdoor concert there. That was that was excellent. Lovely, thank you very much. Yeah, it's very hedonistic. Really enjoying the, the festival atmosphere. Yes. Of today's, of today's Let's go and have some noodles. Yeah, yeah. some pounds of Mountain Dew, perhaps. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to wee in that hedge. <laughs> <laughs>